When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 15th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PO Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PO Plus members. Thanks so much for supporting what we do. Chris Bassett with eight innings, zero and runs, three hits, one walk, seven Ks yesterday. It looked like himself. This was the guy I've been waiting for. 41% CSW on the sinker. Curveballs for strikes. Four seamers getting whiffs and curveballs getting, uh, cutters getting whiffs. This is it. This is the guy that I was looking for, but it could just be a dentist. I understand that a dentist is something where they show up once and then they don't last. I hope not. It makes me feel good. And uh, hopefully Chris Bassett continues with this. Miles Michaelis was one strike away from throwing a no-hitter. 129 pitches, 8.2 innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, and six strikeouts. It's pain. Now, I will say this. It was against the Pirates. And it was kind of Michaelis doing the Michaelis thing. Uh, and he likely will need an extra day of rest just because of about 130 pitches is a lot to handle. Um, he should get it from the Cardinals. They do have a day off, and that would mean instead of four days rest, it would be five days rest, and that should be okay for Michaelis. Be excited about it. Zach Davies is throwing a good changeup, and that's awesome. He also gets an outing against the Padres, and maybe that changeup could work, but really it was a sinker in this one, getting a lot of called strikes against the Reds as he won seven innings, zero runs, and seven Ks, only six base runners. It's possible, but there is risk still attached to Zach Davies, of course. Tyler Malley went nine innings, complete game, shutout, and did not... Well, it's not technically because they went to the 10th inning. 12 Ks, three hits, zero walks. His four-seamer just dominated a tick up in the velocity as well. But this was against the Diamondbacks. And keep in mind, the Dodgers are next, and that's at home. I'm still a little bit worried about that. still going to be a questionable start despite this awesome effort from Malley. Uh, Garrett Cole is an ace. Kerry Klu- Corey Kluber. Kerry Kluber. Corey Kluber did all right. Six innings, zero runs, three Ks better than I expected against the Yankees, but his curveball didn't earn a single whiff despite throwing 25 of them. I don't know if he's really anything that's too great more than Toby after this start. Three strikeouts in six innings is pretty much good batted ball luck against the Yankees. He gets Orioles next to them. Maybe that's fine. Probably be a questionable start guy, but not necessarily something I need to hold on for dear life. Logan Webb against the, uh, against the Royals did everything you want out of him. Nine strikeouts and seven innings, zero runs, five hits, three walks. 20 whiffs for a gallows pole. Uh, yeah, really good to see the uh, the, the sinker boasting, I can say words, boasting a 50% CSW. Change of burning 10 whiffs on its own. Slider is still really good. It's been good for about a couple weeks now, much better than we saw in the beginning of the year. Things looking up for Logan Webb. Dane Dunning. Didn't really have uh, like the greatest command, but he did the neckbeard approach of avoiding the top of the zone and just going around the east, west, and south edges of the zone. Threw a decent amount in the zone, too. I think he got pretty lucky in this one to go zero and runs and six innings against the Astros. Don't really want to lean on that. Tony Gonsolin just keeps continuing it. It's wild. 6.1 innings, zero and runs, one hit, two walks, and six Ks and 15 whiffs. I mean, I have to eventually give him an ace is going to ace. It's just, <laughs> I don't expect it to last the full year, but all right, good stuff against the Angels here. Uh, Dylan Cease against the Tigers, five innings, zero and in runs, seven hits, one walk, so that whip is 1.6, and that's not fun, but it's eight strikeouts, and, you know, I think if you had a little bit better command, you'd see fewer hits on this one, but it's Dylan Cease against the Tigers, so of course you're going to actually see him succeed here. He's pretty much an SB3 with high strikeout upside, but it's still a little bit of a ratio floor that you don't like, especially with the whip, so 
cool. He's everything that we thought he'd be. Uh, Logan Gilbert went six innings of zero and runs, only six Ks. Great stuff. Amazing pitch separation, four seamers up and breaking stuff down. It's what I want, even though the slider isn't uh, featuring the shape that I want. Having him down consistently with that pitch, same thing with the curveball and the changeup, is great. And that's what we want. So that's good. And as long as this is what we see from Logan Gilbert, that's great. I don't think this is what we normally see. And it's why he's still kind of a sell high to me. But I I mean, I think I saw something today, Gilbert for Rodon, and I'm all day taking Rodon there. Uh, Matthew Libertor against the Pirates. He survived five innings, zero and runs. The, the four-seamer and sinker returned outs. I mean, and the breakers did not earn strikes, but whatever. It was against the Pirates. I'm not buying in. Uh, Nick Pavetta is rolling. It feels like a Vargas rule because this was eight innings and just three strikeouts, but one and run and five base runners. Really good separation. Again, four seamers are up effectively. Secondary stuff was down. It's not typical. It, I'm just I'm just weirded out by this, but you keep rolling with Pavetta and don't think twice. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the, the Padres. He's a cherry bomb. Glad it worked out here, but don't really go into it. Noah Syndergaard, 4.2 innings, one run against the Dodgers. I guess he survived and whatever. He could be fine against the Mariners. I think he's just kind of Toby now. Uh, Chris Bubich against the Giants, whatever. He's a frozen banana. JT Brubaker against the Cardinals. The breaking balls are not, um, yeah, it's just not really what you want. I, I wouldn't chase him. He's a deep league Toby and not a 12-teamer option. Drew Hutchinson, haha, you exist. Shane Bieber went into cores and had a bit of a careful Icarus as he allowed two runs after the sixth inning to make a three-run effort, 6.2 innings, about nine hits, one walk, seven Ks. Got a King Cole with a 36% CSW, but the slider and curveball were worse because it's cores. Fastball did go well getting called strikes. And that's how he survived with sub-91 mile per hour velocity. I'm a little surprised about it, but hey, you just keep starting Shane Bieber. He's an SP2 right now. Um, he's going to have some disaster starts, and that's why he's an SP2 and not a 1 because of that fastball. And Tony Sensatello, whatever, you do what you want. This is the best Jose Urquidy start that I've seen all year, though, against the Rangers. Six innings, three and runs, five at zero walks, and four Ks. But nine out of 26 slider whiffs with a four seam earning 41% CSW, that's big. And that's kind of what he does all the time that I'm in. The changing curve still aren't quite there, but but I'm I'm intrigued by this, and I think that it's a nice stepping stone for Urquidy. It depends on, of course, who he's matched up against, but there may be something there if he can use that as a foundation. I don't know if that's still going to be there. If I were a betting man, I'd say that the slider whiffs are not going to be 9 out of 26 moving forward, and the forcing will not be a 41% CSW. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and now I'm kind of intrigued a little bit again. Zach Eflin had a terrible first inning. And then went five innings, no earned runs. So six innings, four earned runs, five at zero walks, four Ks. It was reported this morning that he actually left because he had some knee soreness. That's why it was at 80 pitches and it could have gone longer if he weren't in, injured. The curveball had just a 24% CSW despite its heavy usage, only three whiffs on it. And he was down nearly two ticks on his four-seamer, and that's probably because of that knee injury. So I'm a little disappointed in this. I don't think it had to do with the whole like badness against the... The Marlin stuff that I think I saw, I, I think it was just the knee messed him up. Uh, and that's just how the world works. Okay, Max Freed did not do well against the Nationals. Don't worry about it. Jordan Lyles should not have been starting against the Jays. Hauser should not have been starting against the Mets. I mean, those guys you really don't want to start, don't want to start anyway. Uh, Kikuchi against the Baltimore Orioles. Four innings and four and runs. I mean, do not chase Kikuchi anymore. Joe Ryan coming back from the COVID IL. Well, had rust against the Mariners. Don't worry about it. Trevor Rogers, you can absolutely drop in 12-teamers if you haven't already as he just was so lost against the Phillies. Sean Manai against the Cubs had just a bad day at the park and don't worry. Jared Koenig, you don't even know who that is, and that's fine. Bryce Wilson, never. And Jackson uh, Tetralt has not been registered by MLB by the time of me doing the SB round, which is hilarious. 
don't go after him. I mean, he's actually a little interesting. Started the game throwing like 97 miles per hour past Acuna twice, and that was one of his few whiffs or a few CSW on the four-seamer the entire time as you're at 9% CSW across 55 four-seamers. So you don't want to go after that one either. Looking forward to today. Definitely listen to yesterday's podcast where I talked about yesterday's, today's, and tomorrow's uh, streamers. So if you want more clarification on Wednesday and Thursday, definitely listen to that. But it's pretty straightforward. Corbin Burns, Jay McClanahan, Jose Barrios, Nessa Cortez, Luis Castillo is in the auto star tier. Uh, Gallon, Garcia, Strider, Anderson, Contreras, easy, probable starts. Um, yes, Contreras, even after the bad start against Atlanta, you're still good with that. Questionable start, it's Cal Gibson, Alex Fayeda, Caleb Killian, uh, Jack Flaherty, and Sonny Gray. No more Andre Palante, who was my stream pick of the day, which is really unfortunate, but doesn't mean Jack Flaherty comes back, and that's cool. Expect about 60 pitches or so against Pittsburgh, so don't really expect the moon here, but I think it's worth it against Pittsburgh. Maybe he finds a way to go five innings, and that's pretty cool. Alex Fayeda is a stream pick of the day, and hopefully that slider does show up, and Caleb Killian's an interesting one, too against the Padres. They do not start. There are so many. Uh, And I should mention, Sonny Gray coming back against Seattle. I don't know how long he's going to go. Did not have a rehab start in that IL stint, so I imagine it's going to be limited. Not really someone I want to go after. Um, But I understand it could help out, all that stuff. Do not start tier. David Peterson, Marco Gonzalez, Vince Velasquez, Reed Detmers, Jonathan Heasley, Eric Fett. I mean, you don't want to do any of this. Just just don't do any of these. Bruce Zimmerman, James Caprillian, uh, Cap, uh, yeah, Caprillian, uh, Austin Gomberg, Connor Pilkington. I mean, come on. Ryan Weathers has pitched a lot in the minors. And he's stretched out against the Cubs, but he's been bad. Like, really, really bad the last four starts. So don't do that. Um, all right. So today is Wednesday, and that means I look over the uh, the roster ship on Fantasy Pros. Kind of say, who are my buy, buy lows and sell highs? And I think at the moment, uh, I never know before I do this. Just so you know, I just kind of breeze through and uh, and just take a gander. I still feel that Logan Gilbert's a sell high. I see Framer Valdez at 95% with his 125 whip in 314 uh, ERA. And I that's kind of who he is. He's like a 3-5, ERA with a 125 whip. Yeah, it's better in quality start leagues. Still on Jose Brios. I think everyone now is coming around a bit on Jose Brios. Um, oh, I see. By the way, I'm, I'm referring to last year's uh, ERA and whip. I apologize for Framer Valdez. I thought Fantasy Pros was going to be better than this. All right. Uh, I'm coming around on Jose Barrios. Oh, at least a lot of people are. I have been there. That's good. Stay with that. Uh, did you buy low on Chris Bassett last week? I hope you did. <laughs> I'm still selling high on Kyle Wright. I don't think the command is as pristine as it used to be. Uh, so I would sell high on that. Zach Gallen is polarizing at the moment. And I don't think he's his best self. And I'm kind of understanding that it might not happen. And if you are holding tight... I don't know. If you get some decent offerings for Zach Gallon, that's okay. I, as much as I'm a Gallon gal, I won't let my emotions get in the way of logic. Um, otherwise, I mean, not too many sell highs. I'm surprised it's 90% Luis Garcia uh, at the moment. Uh, Eric Lauer is on the decline, and I'm okay selling him. I've already talked about Martin Perez. But I, I do wonder if it's so low that your best interest is to hold on and sell high, you know, or just like aim for a good value start, something like that. And maybe he does have an upturn and then everything's great. He's back up to 94. Uh, You have Miles Michaelis as a sell high to me. I mean, I know it's been a magical season, but he's not this good. That was the Pirates, guys. Don't do that. Um, Carlos Carrasco still a sell high because he's good, but not great. Like he's around a four ERA and a 117 whip or something like that, or like a 120 whip with four ERA and a good amount of strikeouts. And all right. And he still has an injury prone history and just, yeah, I I don't want to, 
I would sell high if someone feels like it's an SP3 or something like that. Ian Anderson, you can kind of move on from um, if you want. I mean, you can take a chance with the Cubs next. I think it is. But, uh, yeah, he's not... I don't. I, the the gut instinct I had in the preseason of Ian Anderson figuring it out is against Cubs, by the way, on Sunday, uh, is the terrible one, and I rescinded it before the season started because I felt so guilty about it, and I'm glad I did, but still I felt terrible for just saying it so much um, in the preseason before then. So, I mean, that's how I felt, and I it, it yeah, ugh, sorry. Um, I'm buying in on Shane Boz, selling Nick Pavetta, selling Drew Rasmussen, um, buying. Patrick Sandoval, the change finally showed up. Uh, let's see who else over here. What do you do with Eduardo Rodriguez? I mean, you just kind of let him sit right now. I think it's something that should be resolved, but hopefully we get more information soon. I don't think you want to make like a season-long decision for inside this one week, right? Um, let's move to the, uh, the back half here. Let's go to like sub-30% and see who I'm in on um, here. Uh, I mean, I am like 39% Spencer Strider. I'm more into than Eduardo Cabrera at 44%, right? Or Zach Plesak at 45, which is insane to me. I'm very much in on the high strike rates of Strider at the moment. Uh, I mean, he did well on that one start against the Pirates. That's exactly what we were expecting, and he did the thing, and it's great. Ronzi Contreras still at 26% is absolutely shocking to me. Uh, someone else down here who's interesting, Devin Smelter is a Toby, and that might be something of value for your teams. Uh, I'm seeing low percentages from Rich Hill right now as he's a streamer against the Athletics this week. I think also they have another good start coming up for, for Rich Hill after that when he has Detroit after. I mean, why is he at 7%, y'all? That's good. Go after that. Uh, I'd much rather have that than like Eli Morgan at 11% or uh, Cole Irvin at 13% and Dylan Bundy at 15 I mean, that's insane to me. Go after Rich Hill. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward to me, more so than Dakota Hudson. Um, let's see who else is down here that doesn't deserve it. Um, James Capillion can be a good Toby, but the Oakland Athletics have not had a great schedule and you don't want to do that now of all times. Mitch White could be interesting if he is getting starts with the injured, uh, Walker Buehler. I know Andrew Heaney is returning, so that doesn't quite fit in at the moment, but there may be an opening there. There may be something that opens up. I mean, it's a five-man rotation right now, but just, uh, keep your eye on Mitch White. If he does get more opportunities, the great breaking balls have good shapes. The uh, the fastball's a little bit weird. Carter Crawford is sticking at sticking at one percent right now. Caleb Killian I'm buying into with his two good starts, but I uh, let's see. Carter Crawford gets the Cardinals, and then he's going to get nobody because I guess Nathan Nivaldi is going to return. So fine. So I guess I'm not going after Carter Crawford. Just someone to, to monitor that could be a pickup later on if he does give more opportunities or if. Uh, Nathan Evaldi can make that start. That would be the Guardians on, I believe, Tuesday, Friday. It'd be Friday next week. So something to consider there. And lastly, let's go for one more here. Kyle Muller just struck out 11, apparently, in AAA. Uh, maybe he does get a call at some point if the uh, if Atlanta does need one more starter. There's got to be someone else that's actually like, hey, action ball. I mean, Caleb Killian. Yeah, Caleb Killian, I would, I would buy right now. He gets the... I uh, guess the Padres and then he gets another lovely start and that would be Pittsburgh next two starts for Caleb Killian today and on uh, Monday next week that sounds great sign me up for that all right that's going to do it for today hopefully you found this helpful thanks so much for supporting what we do but my name is Nick Pollock and your babas below and your strikeouts high